There was time now. There was, was all the time I needed. What do we normally talk about when we get started? Um, nothing. As a listener, it's just a random conversation that you guys are already in the middle of before you get started. Yeah, that's (laughs) how it starts because um, we're always talking about stuff for hours before we start recording. So we just randomly hit record in, in the beginning and there we are. Last time I was like kind of disappointed that I forgot to hit record because as soon as you came on, you were like, oh, I look like a sperm because you had like a hoodie on. <laughs> yeah, your, you had like a white hoodie on that you I put did. The, the hood up. <laughs> and it was pointy at the top. Yeah, it looked like, like a sperm. Yeah. <laughs> ah. My Sunday best looking like a sperm. Hey. But I, that's what I do. That's what I do. Well, this is going to be a special episode. I am manifesting it. I am saying it now. It is going to be the best episode ever because I am Ayana physically here with Kyle Pitts, my husband, the porn welder, if you don't know. And we are virtually joined with Crystal and Kian. And this week, Crystal and I have read the final half of Gerald's Game by Stephen King while Kyle and Kian watched the movie. As many of you know, the idea for a book club slash crossover like movie uh, podcast episode was courtesy of Kian. So we're happy that he manifested that into reality, giving us that brilliant idea. So now we have all met Kian on our special bonus episode for Halloween. And I think our listeners should feel like they know Kyle since I talk about him a lot. Crystal actually talks about him a lot as well. His, but his, I talk about his, misconceptions I have about like what he does. At work. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll clear some know. of those up at the end. We'll clear some of them up. Oh. <laughs> since, since, we have, since we have the actual person here. <laughs> we can <laughs> grill him and ask him how many times he gets naked at work. Right, exactly. But if he's a welder, we... I hope he's not naked. Well, Kian, don't <laughs> jump ahead too far. <laughs> No, no spoiler alert, Kian. No He's never naked at work. <laughs> but before we get too far, I would like to give a trigger warning. This book um, has some strong themes with a main plot point involving rape, molestation. So again, strong co- content trigger warning. Um, so we'll get started with one of Crystal's sweet, sweet summaries. So quick disclaimer on this to go along with your trigger warning. I'm not comfortable giving a recap of the detailed account of the molestation because where we pick up part two gets really into that. And I'm not going to give a play by play. It feels very inappropriate to do that. So, yeah. So I'm just going to start this summary with the most vague I've ever started and just say we begin part two with a very gritty and graphic follow-up to the molestation Jesse experienced during the solar eclipse when she was 10. Uh, I'm just going to let it there. Jesse is grappling with these memories while also fading in and out of sleep, confusing reality with her dream state. Or is she? Was it all a dream? I don't know. Jesse wakes up from a dream to find muddy footprints in her room, footprints she is sure are real and belong to the space cowboy, which was a reference to the song. Is it the Joker? Is that what they said? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she believes the space cowboy is actually death and is coming for her, but convinces herself that he's only made of moonlight. She worries about being found half naked and dead tied to a bed, even visualizing what the discovery would look like. 
This seems to motivate her enough to finally break free. She does so by breaking the water glass and degloving her hand enough to slip through and grab the keys to free her other hand. Obviously, she faints from blood loss, but she then awakens to find that Space Cowboy is real. She offers him jewelry, thinking that's what he wants. Then she runs off to her car, only to find the Space Cowboy in the back seat. This makes Jesse crash her car, and she gets knocked unconscious. Some time passes, and we meet Jesse again, and this time she's writing a letter to the real Ruth. In the letter, she recounts her whole ordeal at the cabin, and we learn that Space Cowboy was actually a serial killer and necrophile who was squatting in local lake houses and stealing things to survive. The killer, Raymond Andrew, and is this French? Is this? I think it is. Is it? Is it Joubert or Joubert? Yeah, I think they said in the movie they said Joubert. Oh, okay. Because when I read it, I was like, Joubert? That doesn't sound real. I bet it's French. I was hoping they would actually keep that name and that you guys would know how it was pronounced. So he's on trial and he confirms to Jesse that he's Space Cowboy because he brings back the Maid of Moonlight quote. In the end, Jesse mails the letter to Ruth and she finally gets a good night's sleep. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Well, I got a lot of thoughts on that one so much. But before we get in all that, Kian, our special guests, Kian and Kyle, was there anything that happened in the movie that wasn't mentioned by Crystal's summary? Well, I mean, Kyle, if you want to go, I got, I took notes because. <laughs> well, you go first. Because <laughs> um, I, I purposely, I didn't listen to the first part of the, of your guys' podcast till I watched it. Um, so I was taking notes of the differences or whatever um well i know we don't have to get into any details but mm-hmm. there's a plot in that part with the molestation did he touch her did he touch you could just say that part did he touch her yeah yeah he he touched her she she like has this whole thing in like the beginning of part two here where she talks about like going back and forth with her father, like, oh, we're not going to tell my mom. You just goosed me, which we learned like the goosing okay. thing. And she does mention, oh, I wrote down because I was like, the fucking euphemisms for mm. semen in this book. Are yes. Like, oh, my yeah, God. I, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't stand that part. I couldn't. Stand so, it. so she says it was funny smelling crud, which is now what I'm going to start referring to semen as. <laughs> give me some of your funny smelling okay oh so and i I asked because in the movie he doesn't he doesn't touch her he did it's it's he assaults her but he doesn't touch her physically um so that's why i asked because it's a little and that kind of plays into how she compartmentalizes it in her mind because they have a conversation. I think you just said they have a conversation in the book too, but he kind of frames it as, you know, it was still a bad thing, but it never happened. I didn't touch you, but I still shouldn't have done what I did. Um, Basically he masturbates in front of her. Mm -hmm. He doesn't touch her. Um, So that, so she similar to the book. Yeah. It's similar, but I think there is contact in the book. Yeah. There's contact in the book. Yeah. Okay. So they must've taken that out for the movie. Yeah, because smart it's because so that, graphic. It's so graphic in the book. And I it's, figured it would because the book, I'm like, ah, oh, and the Stephen King. When I was watching yeah. the movie, I'm like, uh, oh, that part is probably super graphic in the book. Kind of glad you, they didn't you have go to think about it. The book was done what 1980 
yeah, 1992. It was a book you can get. Then the movie came years later, but for visuals, people are not going to want to see that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. It, it gets a little, you can, you can tiptoe, but you can't get too crazy. And uh, well, yeah, another question. Um, I have a couple, but I'll ask one more. I don't want to hog it from Kyle. Uh, <laughs> did they mention anything about, or let me, I'm going to put it this way. How did she, where was the glass? How did she get the glass of water? It was over top of her, like on a shelf over top of her. Like he, the husband made okay. like a shelf or something like that. So okay, it was that's like the same. Did they mention how it got there? It was Gerald's glass, right? That he yeah. he yeah, always he had a glass had of water at bed. Glass yeah. of water on the okay bed, above the bed. Because in the in the movie, he does that, and he does that because he takes Viagra before they start, and that's why he has the glass of water. But I figured that. The book was made in 92 before Viagra. Yeah, but say, did off. they say anything so about Viagra? No? I yeah, I don't, I don't remember. No. See, that, I figured Viagra. they wouldn't have mentioned that. So I figured I would ask if how did they say that God They just there. said he kept a glass of water on, on the bed like at all times. So yeah, yeah. Okay. water. Yeah, because she almost sounded like annoyed by it. Like, oh, mm-hmm. Gerald with his. God damn it, Gerald, with your she hated water. Him for <laughs> and the guy can't even have a drink book, of water. I feel like she like hated everything about him. He was disgusting to her. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But. Yeah. Uh, Floor George brother, you know? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, okay. He's, he's warming up his vocals. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Go take a shot of olive oil. I read that's what I think it's Lady Gaga does before a show. Um. Now I have more questions. Now, did you want me to get into my more? I have a couple more questions, and then I got like the comparisons. Did you want me to get my questions out the way, or um, is there a structure to this? Is what I'm saying. <laughs> so we have like just four questions that maybe might be part of your question. Yeah. Or okay. did you already read the script with our questions? I don't uh, know. Your questions might be similar. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Well, I can go with my comparisons. Um. Well, all right. So number one, in the book, Jesse being tied up by Gerald was common. Like they've done this before. Like it was part of their sexual routine at this point. But in the movie, it was the first time that they've ever done it. They they were going to the lake lake house to spice things up, quote unquote. And that was part of the spicing was Mm -hmm. the handcuffs. So this was the first time that they've done anything like that. Um, yeah, because in the in the book they definitely say like because that's what we were saying. Um, she didn't. She was worried about like if he when he, if he, when he died, like if they would come and see him. Right. Uh, he because he was actually going to rape her before he died. Right. And she was saying like, oh, the judge will say like, you guys did this all the time. Like, what is different now than before? Like, how do how uh, how okay. did you not know that this was still part of you know, the whole thing. Like she was thinking when he was still alive, if she got out of the handcuffs, like he let her out, she would press charges on him or something like that. Okay. Did they describe like how the handcuffs were in the movie or is it just like they show them to you? Because there's like a whole thing in the, in the book about like the grade of handcuffs that it's Mm -hmm. like, what was it? It was like M18 or something. I don't know anything about handcuffs. (laughs) It was like some some military grade handcuffs. Yeah. 
but like yeah, the ranking pretty... for it was for like men and it had what is it it's like 18 clicks or something is that mm-hmm. what the 18 or whatever stands for so i actually learned a lot Probably. about handcuffs so. <laughs> yeah. watch out brad um, they, here uh... we come <laughs> you well tie up and let you, you there while i go to work you definitely see him so and then he mentions it there's a line he says something because she looks at the handcuffs like those are serious. And then he says something about, oh, yeah, I got the real thing. You know, don't want you. I uh, well, don't want him breaking in the middle of our moment or something like that. He says before he puts them on. Or so he makes it known that those are serious. Um, uh, also, bring, speaking of that, in the book, Gerald ignores Jesse's pleas to stop and continues with his quote unquote fantasy. But in the movie, he does stop. And they acknowledge, eventually he stops, and they acknowledge that it's not working. Um, But then he actively decides to not free her because she's, you know, they stop and they're talking and then she she says, all right, well, just let me go. Just let me go. And then he says, well, what if I don't? Like, what? And what if I, and he gets back on top of her to start again and he goes to kiss her and she bites his lip hard. And then he backs up like, what's wrong with you? Why would you do this? And that's when he has the heart attack. She so doesn't kick she, him in the nuts. So she, she does. She does kick him, but it's not hard. That's why he stops. And they have that talk because then he realized, OK, you're serious. But it doesn't cause his heart attack. So I guess she kicks him, but not hard enough to where he has heart attack. The kick stops him initially. And then they have a conversation of why it's not working and you know, we're supposed to be here to fix our marriage and et cetera. Um, but then when he goes back in to restart his fantasy, she bites him on the lip hard. And then that's when he starts yelling, what's wrong with you? You we're supposed to make this work. What's wrong? And, and then he has a heart attack and, and dies essentially. So that, that's, that was a little different too. That's <clears throat> I like how it like kind of pulls back some from the book version. Like the book is like all in like graphic over the top and then the movie kind of like pulls it back and it makes it a little bit more like realistic almost and i think they do the book does do i mean the movie does do a good job of letting you know that this dude is a creep because okay Okay. before you see like initially i'm like what is he doing like (laughs) so you're you want to simulate rape that's your fantasy like you Mm -hmm. get that it comes across okay and um, which brings me to my other, because they expound on that, which brings me to my other comparison. Because in the book, um, Jesse hallucinates seeing her college roommate, Ruth, mm-hmm. the, good, the good wife, the puritanical version of herself, Punkin, the 10-year-old version of herself, and Nora, her former therapist. In the movie, there are no hallucinations or even mention of Ruth or Nora. Mm-hmm. Just Jesse hallucinates and she sees her 12-year-old self, but her name is Mouse. And the two people that she mostly sees are Gerald and herself, which I guess is a version of the good wife. But in in those, she mostly just sees Gerald and a version of herself. The version of Gerald that she sees is her insecurities. And because he's the one that's telling her, oh, you'll never get out of here. Oh, when was the last time? Look at the grass. The grass was just cut, right? Yeah, so the the, the landscapers won't be here for weeks. And I already called the maid, so she won't be here. Like, he's her insecurity. But mm-hmm. herself uh, is her strength, basically, because mm-hmm. she, you see her, like, there's a part where she escapes 
and then you find out it's a hallucination and herself that escaped is the one that's coaching her like think about it what in herself her stronger self is the one that had her remember the glass of water Mm because she was dehydrated so that's mainly what she sees but in that when she sees gerald and she's talking to gerald they get into conversations of her and him and they do talk about him being forceful with her before Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. they bring in the viagra and they say he wasn't able to, to get erect before that until he got rough with her one night Mm. and then he got excited and she didn't do anything and then it's why didn't you do anything and then you noticed and you just laid there and stuff like that so they acknowledge that he had some issues because of you know when they expound on him his and her relationship through her lens i guess because it's her hallucination um but yeah those are you know (laughs) it sounds like the movie kind of makes you really hate gerald Mm -hmm. like the book i i didn't like the guy but i mostly was like oh he's like your standard run-of-the-mill like Mm -hmm. piece of shit he's kind of a creep whatever but it sounds like the movie like gears you to really hate gerald and like have sympathy for jesse entirely i think they do because they even in the beginning the dog in the um in the movie is real because they see the dog before when they get to the lake house and jesse tries to feed him and he gets mad because she gives him one of their steaks that gerald packed and then he he gets pissed at that like that was a kobe beef steak it's 200 dollars a portion you just gonna give him a steak and like he flips out on her for giving this dog a steak and uh the dog does the dog eat gerald yeah so that dog the dog is real in the movie um, and he eats Gerald. Yeah, they show him. He comes in. I know it's one of those things in movies that I hate, but it has to go forward for the movie. But they leave the door open. Like after she feeds yeah. the dog, <laughs> she just walks in the house and they leave the door. I'm like, what are you doing? You left the door. I don't care how remote it is. You just left the door open. But I feel they, like, where do people do this? Maybe they do, but people I do it in they, Canada. And it was winter. Yeah, was it, or was it not winter? No, but they were in the, in the, Oh, so it's warm. Okay. Yeah, in the in the yeah, in the movie. Still, there's like bugs and stuff. Like, well, that's my thought. Like, why? Don't but you they yeah, for the story, the they had to do that so the dog could wander in. Yeah, and he saw uh, Gerald. So in the um, in the book, did they mention her seeing like the pool of blood around him? Like yeah, how she I, knew he was. I think so. Yeah, I think they did. And they also mentioned it was what, like, his, was it his final breath or something? Yeah, okay. it was like, yeah, his final breath and stuff. Like, they they did mention the blood around him. And okay. that, like, because you're saying for the dog, like that. Yeah, because that was the, the yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, because that's what the main thing that the, the dog smelt the blood. Um, and because they didn't mention anything about a final breath. Not that way. But they because she kind of she kind of did like some ninja move and because he fell on top of her and like mm-hmm. did some ninja move and pushed him up with her foot and was holding him up to are you okay, Gerald, Gerald? And then she kicked him off and that's when he fell off the bed. And when she saw she could see off the edge of the bed the blood pool, and that's when mm-hmm. she knew he was dead. That's how she knew he was dead, really. Oh, um, that's the other thing that she said. She said she heard the like crack of his it's head all, hitting yeah. the ground. Ah, okay. Okay. So, is that all you had for comparisons then? Um and so oh, far? in the 
in the movie, um, he's called the 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 man. He's called uh, the Moonlight Man, and not oh. Space Cowboy. Um, which makes sense when she because she says that in the movie too. You're made of moonlight. Yeah. Um. So they call him the Moonlight Man. Uh, did they describe how he looked in the book? Um, no, I don't think they really, really got into his, his description. No, not okay, very cause... in depth. Just that he like was what she pictured like like death, like yeah. death coming for her. Yeah, okay. she, they didn't go into like a deep like physical description of him or anything. Because they made a point, like, in the movie, because they, I forgot the actual, I should have wrote it down. Like, he has, like, the, um, I forgot the term, but the people that have the uh, giant syndrome, the people that are giants, that are really tall, and they have the enlarged features, mm. um, the people that have that condition, that's what he has. So he uh-huh. seemed, that's pro- That's why she said she hallucinated, because he seemed larger than life, quote unquote. Mm. But he's actually one of those people who has one of those conditions. The thing yeah. I, I didn't like, that, okay, <laughs> how did she confront him in the book? See if it's different. Confront who? Uh, the space cowboy or moonlight man or the serial killer guy. I thought she was like, the way that I read it was that she's like kind of timid, like. Yeah, like I don't think that she like confronted. Yeah, him, I don't like, think she confronted him really or anything like that. I think she was just scared of him. Like yeah. she thought she, okay. you know, that he was basically she was going to die. This is death or whatever. But and like Did internally, she... she was like having this struggle where she's like, "He's made of moonlight. This is all yeah. in my head." Like she was yeah. more so like confronting herself, thinking no. that this was yeah. fake. Did she confront him in the courtroom at the end? Yeah, I think she she spits on him, right? Oh, okay. See, that's different. Yeah, that's different. And the because in the in the movie, I'm like, this would never happen, really. But they're like in the middle of the court proceedings, and they're the judge is running down his list of charges. You know, because you because they run through like a list of things that he's been doing. Like he because he started out with dead bodies and mutilations and all. So he's going down all his charges, and she just walks in the courtroom and hey hey and interrupts the whole court proceeding and then he turns around and then he looks at her and, and that's when he says to you're made of moonlight you're not real <laughs> he said he says it to her and then she just walks up to him and says you're smaller than i remember wow and just walks away and then walks i guess down no the man wants to hear that <laughs> so, so that was actually a perfect kill shot for her yeah right <laughs> and then she just walks away and walks out down the middle of the street into the sunset and that tie goes off i'm like uh that ending was a little hmm. i the get it ending was good yeah the book <sighs> ending was good i do like that i know crystal has a very important question yes for the people okay. that for you two that answered yes. or watched the movie. Because you got, Ayana made a very good point last time that like when you have when you have the movie, you are physically seeing the type of bed. It's not just us Oh yeah, I was bed. waiting on this because I was in the first part of the podcast. But yeah. <laughs> so, first <laughs> we'll, we'll things let, first. We'll let Kyle answer first. Do you think, based on the bed frame and the handcuffs used in the film, that I could just break the headboard and be free within seconds. No. Why, why do you think? Why because not? it was an older bit. 
but I'm pretty strong. Like I think like, so I would take like the inertia, like pulling it back. I'm going to like rip forward. I worked out my shoulders today. So that actually just really hurt. But <laughs> do you hear what he said? I mean, That's I, the same I, thing I, I thought of it. Like, why didn't she just try to break it? But, but I said the same thing. It's an older bed frame. So you it, know, it, it's yeah. like solid wood. You know it's, built in and he had the M17 military grade handcuffs. You know, but I think that the the strength of the handcuffs could play better for you because they're not going to break. So if you grasp the chain of the handcuffs, if you can reach your hand up that far, you can get some pull and use the other handcuff to like break through the wood. I think you would um, break your wrist and snap, snap the skin off of your hand. Really? It, it's Ian, do you think I could do it? Do you think I could do it? If you were set up the way she was set up in the movie, no, because it's not like what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Like, you're like this. Yeah. She's like this. Her arms are spread out like a, the bed is wide. So her arms are spread out and hanging up. So she doesn't have much leverage to get up or move or try to maneuver because he's she's in the middle of the bed and she's spread out like this. So she can't really move. And as because in the. um. And that's why the stronger version of herself, they show because she's thinking about how do I escape? How do I escape in the beginning? And it, there's a part where she just happens to wiggle her hand free and she gets her hand out and then she takes it and breaks the top of the uh, other part of the bed frame to get the other part off. And then she runs towards the door. But then you realize it's a hallucination. And um and then her stronger self says, see, it's that easy. But then Gerald says, nope, not that easy, babe. The bed is reinforced. I didn't want any distractions. So he's giving explanation of why that why it wouldn't work. So not only is her arm and with her arms being like this, she's you're weak. Like you can't really move after a while. And then your wrists start to hurt. Your arms start to hurt your shoulder, your back, everything. Blood, hurts. The blood is going. Yeah, she lost circulation. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, I guess her arms probably fell asleep. But okay, so second question. And do you think I could have built up enough force to kind of stand up and then like horse kick the back of the headboard (laughs) to break it? Crystal's uh, stronger self is stronger than any. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. She would have been hallucinating too that she's like breaking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because in, in, if I am in this situation, I'm definitely, I would have to be high. So I would be hallucinating <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Give me some mushrooms and tie me up. Right. Um, now, uh, do you think this book is considered horror? Like the movie or book? Do you, would you consider it horror? Uh, I don't think it was hard. I think it's more like a uh, suspense, maybe, mm-hmm. because the, your whole time you're like, "How is she gonna get out of this? What is she gonna do?" Like, so you're it's suspense to me, not horror. I think maybe the movie, at least, and maybe the book, was trying to add a horror element with this uh, Moonlight Man, sh- Space Cowboy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Because in the movie, especially, they make him look like he's some type of monster, kind of. They give him these glowing eyes and all that. Like they they make it seem like he's some kind of monster. So I think they tried to add the horror element, but he's not in it that much like enough. Not as much as she's laying there with her hallucinations. That's the majority of the movie. So I think it's more suspense than horror. What do you think, Cobb? Was it horror or? No, definitely not horror. Like you said, it was suspense. Because in the movie, she was just talking to her strong side. 
yeah. in a week's time. Yeah. Trying to talk her to get out of the situation. I do you think because now in the day and age that we live in, horror to us has to be like, you know, Blair Witch Project. Yeah, like demons and like the most <sighs> gruesome crazy. Boring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we're so desensitized to just regular news that comes on with death and, <laughs> and stuff. Need, That's a good point. You know what CNN like, is I always horror. say that I need somebody to yeah. like kill the body, blend it, and drink it. That's horror <laughs> to me. If they're not doing that level of you know killing, then what are we but doing? But the dog ate Gerald. So it wasn't yeah, cannibalism, but, but a person did get eaten. But it's a dog. We expect that to happen. And he was wild. I mean, he probably wasn't wild, but he was hungry. So and, we, and we he just had that. a steak. So he was still hungry. He had yeah. he already had his first taste of blood. So, oh. like, yeah. so it's like yeah, that's, that's normal. Like that that stuff happens in New York all the time. So, so you have a Kobe beef appetizer, and then you're like, you know what? You know what's gonna be good with that raw steak I just ate? A, a human man. being. <laughs> Some a nice heartbeat. <laughs> I want to eat him fresh. Gerald, Gerald was mean to the dog. Mm. Yeah. Like yeah. she gave the dog the steak and Gerald shooting away. Yeah. So he was mad at Gerald. So he and, deserved and, to be eaten. Yeah, so that's like, what the dog said. You know what? <laughs> when I when I come back here, yeah. you're not already dead. Like I, I smell, I smell blood. I thought it was more steaks, but this is even better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> payback. Uh, because they actually in the movie, <laughs> Gerald interrupts his own because he found another carcass of another animal in the middle of the road, and he was already eaten. And Gerald like honked the horn and all like he oh, made so him. He, he interrupted it. Gerald. He interrupted his meal from the hey, first introduction. The movie really made it, makes it, from what you've described, makes it seem like Gerald is just like a world-class piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, Yeah, you really... Yeah, I guess he is kind of a piece of shit. It goes, as the movie goes on, it peels back more and more of how much of a piece of shit he was. Because at first you're like, all right, you didn't really have to do that to the dog. And then, like, wow, you really stuck on this dog. Like, you didn't even want him to have a steak. Because even Jesse says, he's like, that was $200 portion. like, we have four steaks. It's only two of us. Right. So, like, she makes a point to say, like, you didn't have to do that. Like, and as the movie goes on, you see how much of a piece of shit he is. So it's like, yeah, you don't I care mean, about that. He also own. was about to rape his wife. So, yeah. yeah. yeah so, that, yeah, that's a big thing, too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's like ultimate. Right We're getting now. hung up on the dog piece of it. But at the end <laughs> of the day, like, he was abusing his wife. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's a big thing. And that's worse in the book because you. They've done that. He's done it already in the book. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so in the movie, oh, yeah, in the book. In the book. Well, yeah. Well, in the movie, yeah. they weren't really intimate anymore because he yeah. couldn't get it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he started taking Viagra. So I guess once he's doing the Viagra, he starts feeling like, all right, I can get my wife some more. Yeah. So he was yeah. doing it secretly, and she knew. She said, "I knew you had the pill bottle. I knew you've been taking something." Right. They make a big point of that. But that's yeah. why I'm like, hmm. Then when. In the first podcast, I said you, you. It was written in '92. I don't think Viagra was around in '92, so I wondered if how they would mention right. any of that. Yeah, because that's a big piece in the movie. Yeah, he couldn't um, get it up. Yeah, which I guess was well one of the issues in their marriage, which was why they were going to the lake out. Like they made it a big thing. Um. Oh, also another comparison. Since there's no Nora in the movie. She writes the letter to Mouse, her younger self. So she technically oh. doesn't write it to a physical person. Like she writes it to her younger self, oh, Mouse. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that 
movie ending is horrible. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. Um Viagra was first patented in 1996. Ah, see? Mm, see? This yeah. is pre-Viagra, see? Yeah. Pre-Viagra. <clears throat> what a world to live in. <laughs> a world where if your dick doesn't work it just doesn't work it just doesn't work <laughs> no they had jensen back in those days oh yeah yeah get you some herbal remedy yeah <laughs> i think that it should be classified as horror just based on the book because i do think that it's a little graphic in reading it and i think that what you're supposed to yeah. find horrific is like the way the human mind like tricks itself like mm-hmm. that i get very scared with demons and ghosts but i also do find it quite horrifying like just how your mind can snap and i think maybe that's why this should be that's well why, i guess I it's kind of a psychological suspense, thriller or yeah. like a psychological suspense whatever i don't think it's horror to me horror is something like like i've read books and and books by stephen king like for example i think the shining is horror that is horror that is definitely hard. That's hard. I, heard I don't that book think, is, yeah, I heard that book is, is pretty Yeah, that's intense. definitely hard. I don't <laughs> think that this is hard. I think it's more like a psychological thriller. I it, it 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 entertained me enough to like finish it. It just wasn't like I wasn't scared. I didn't like need to put it down or like not read at night or something like that. So let me ask this: If it wasn't a Stephen King book, because we know the the type of mm-hmm. the type of weight that Stephen King's name mm-hmm. holds. If it wasn't a Stephen King book, would it be more enjoyable for you guys? That's a great question, because I think when it's Stephen King, you put him on this pedestal of he's going to get you with the the crazy stuff. I think that might be. That might make it different. Mm. It it, maybe not. Yeah, it will make it. (laughs) Yeah, I think so, too, because it's almost like branding, you know, like like there have been a lot of things where, like, I don't necessarily like them. But I'm loyal to the brand. Yeah. So maybe this like is like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Like I know there's gonna be uh, some yeah. sound swish sounds, yeah. and some blood splatters, <laughs> yeah. and but you know that's what if, if it wasn't that, like if he made a comedy, and I'll be like, mm, I don't yeah, it would be weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't want to step out of your wheelhouse, but don't. Yeah. Get back where you belong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fall in line. Stay indoors. <laughs> So in the book, Jesse hallucinates an old woman on two different occasions, but they don't really go into like who this is or like any of that. So like, does this represent something? And also, is this old woman in the movie? She was in the movie when she was hallucinating of being in a well, looking up at an old lady. And she said the old lady was the older version of her staring down at Mouse. Oh, A.K.A. Okay. Pumpkin in the book. Oh, and and Mouse is twelve. She's not ten. Oh, so okay. she's twelve when the incident happened. So they make it more. I guess like, so oh, she's a little older. A little older. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so okay. Lady came in once. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I did a little research on that because it kind of bothered me, and I forget there was. Um, it's actually. In the book, there's another character that it kind of segues into. I forget. It's like Dolores Cal- Callahan or something like that. It's another Stephen King character that they're yeah. referencing. 
is who it's I think supposed I did to be. Read about that, like on Wikipedia, because it was supposed to be like a a sequel to another book, Dolores Claiborne, I think, or something. Yeah, like that's that. what it is. Oh yeah, <clears throat> Callahan was the uh, therapist. Um, and supposedly the connector piece was the uh, eclipse. Something was supposed to happen, I guess, happens to Dolores Claiborne during the eclipse. And this was supposed to happen during the eclipse, too. But I guess they did. He ended up not directly linking them. But Oh, OK. Yeah. Interesting. So no, there's no her. mention of a Dolores in the movie at all. There wasn't in the book either. I like researched it a little bit after. And that was when everything I was reading was saying that it's actually another Stephen King character, that this is like a like foreshadowing or something to that. So Key and Kyle, do you guys have any questions, like anything that you want to, us to answer, like from the movie, like any discussion type question you have or anything at all, like that you want us to discuss about the movie, the book, the ge- in general? Yes, in the book, did the molestation happen more than once or was it just at one time oh. on the screen? Oh, it was just it was just the one time, but there was a lot of build up to it. Like yeah. he was almost like flirting with her. I think it was like a group. Well, you know, yeah, because in the movie he mentioned to her when she was twelve that all the time when she was littler and they will go see the eclipse. He probably was masturbating then. She was just too uh. young to know because he said, "Oh, he used to sit on my lap." That's how he got her. Because yeah, he, he was like, when you were yeah. a little kid, you always sat on daddy's lap when we watched yeah. the eclipse. So oh. this was probably happening when she didn't realize it was happening. And at this, and that, and that part, they, she definitely knows what's going on. Hmm. And he just tells her to keep looking at the eclipse, and it's pretty disturbing. Yes. Um, and uh, does she? I guess she does. Oh yeah, because in the book she. Uh, who's the therapist? Nora um, Callahan. Okay. So they don't even, I'm because in the book, she doesn't have, they don't mention Nora because they make a point to say that she never told anybody. She didn't, they didn't even talk about it with her father. They had one conversation and then that was it. She never talked about anybody. Um, so that's what I was, um, and I assume that she, did they say why she's, did she talk about it with Nora or anybody else in the book? They mention with um, Ruth that Ruth, they, there was some interaction with somebody else that it like struck a nerve with Jesse yeah. and kind of made her like freak out for a second. And Ruth was kind of like pulling it out of her. But then yeah. Jesse was like, I don't She just like leaves or something, right? Like she just like storms off because she didn't yeah. want to talk about it. And I think that's part in the letter then to Ruth where Jesse's like, you knew, you know, that something was up with me. This is actually what it was. Yeah. Oh, I hope okay. we could still be friends or something like that. Yeah. Cause she, okay. Because she doesn't talk about it at all. Well, later in the book, she starts after she gets the insurance payment. She starts like a foundation and then she tells her story. But before that, she yeah, before that, she doesn't mention it to anybody. So nobody knew at all. So I get maybe that's why they didn't mention a Nora or a Ruth, because in the movie, she didn't talk about it with anybody. Does she see her father in the book at all? I think she at first thinks yeah. the Moonlight Man or Space Cowboy. At first, okay. she's like, "Oh, that I think that that could be my father." Yeah, 
Okay. But she didn't like it in the book. They didn't say like she actually like it was actually him or he. She had a hallucination of him or anything like that. Okay, because she does. She has a conversation with him, because like she relives that conversation that he has with her about basically don't say anything. So she relives that conversation, and he's sitting next to her on the bed talking to her about it. So she sees him too for a brief moment. In the movie, does she like rationalize like, oh, Gerald's a huge piece of shit. Why am I with this piece of shit? Oh, right. Because my dad was a piece of shit. Is there like that sort of like, does she rationalize through like, why did I put up with Gerald? He's a piece of shit. Yes. Like what Gerald said is you never got over your dad. That's why you're with an older husband like me. So like when she confessed, she confessed to herself, but it was to Gerald, the hallucination. Yeah. He said back to her, well, you never mentioned you were molested as a kid. That's why you got an older husband. You never really got over it. Oh, yeah. So all of her insecurities and everything, it like manifested through Gerald. Like he was talking to her Mm -hmm. like she was talking to him, but it was really to herself, her insecurities. So, yeah. So hearing that, you guys, what do you think? What do you think? was a better choice for the hallucination. Do you think that Nora and the good wife was good? Or from what me and Kyle said, her speaking to Gerald, kind of getting closure or and her stronger self. What do you I, guys I would have probably liked reading that better than because the fact like I I was like, why does she have all these different it was almost like a schizophrenic like why she had all all these different personalities of you know her college roommate and the the good side of her and then this little kid like I would have rather had her her dealing with her husband since he was the big issue and Mm -hmm. him being like the insecurities and like kind of almost reminding her of her dad I think I would have kind of liked that in the book I did. I liked the way the book was, though, because um, what's it called? It's like disassociative identity disorder. It's multiple personalities. And a lot of people who have that have it as a result of like a coping mechanism for like being molested. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what came to mind for me with that. So I, I thought that it was her all of her personalities coming out in the book whereas like if it's just a conversation with Gerald that also makes sense I would have liked to read that too but mm-hmm. I think that just really makes you end up hating Gerald because yeah. you're only seeing the negative of Gerald through Jesse's eyes yeah right that's true right. that's true so I'd like to change my answer to Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, 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 you can't just copy. <laughs> I'd like to copy and paste my answer, her answer onto my answer. Thank Ayana you. Ayana was sitting behind me when I took the SATs and copied mine. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, joke's on you because I'm terrible at math. <laughs> I'm only really good at bullshitting. <laughs> Do you have any other any other questions that you see. thought of? Did you just watch this last night? Uh, watched it yesterday, like midday, because I wanted to be as fresh as possible. Well, good thing we had that snowstorm that kept yeah, you right. And, like gave yeah, because I didn't go anywhere. Watch <laughs> I watched. I watched it like six weeks ago. Yeah, I watched. I had. I woke up this morning and rewatched a little bit of it. 
See, yeah, because I knew if I'd have watched it when we first talked about it, I would have had to watch it again. Yeah, I watched it like three, literally like three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, Ayana told me that, and I was like, man, what an overachiever. I finished the book Thursday night, and I only finished it Thursday night because Ayana was like, Kyle's nervous. He'd like a script. And I was like, all right, well, I'll just finish the book then right now. <laughs> Kyle sees me all the time. I'm like, yeah, I'm just getting it right in. Like the last couple of pages right before we're, we're set to record, I am like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> well, so I've been writing the scripts as I'm reading because I think it keeps it fresh and it keeps mm-hmm. the summer. Okay, a little yeah. better but that also is like triggering my procrastination to where i'm like literally just typing it up like right. a day before while i'm reading right. it <laughs> um oh is this because at this point in the movie we're not sure either if space cowboy moonlight man is real is does he show up in her car when she leaves in the book yes yes yeah. okay okay then that's the same because he does the same like she's driving away and he does he say anything to her or he just show, she she just sees him and I I thought she just saw him. Yeah, I don't think he said anything. Yeah. Um, in in the movie, he pops up in the movie. He pops up and then whispers in her ear mouse, her oh. childhood nickname. And then oh. she crashes the car. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he says mouse in her ear and then she freaks out and hits a tree because they're like in the woods somewhere. Hits a tree. And then, fortunately, she's found by some people down the road, and that's how. Oh, and do they go into detail with the degloving part? Not, not too bad. Like you kind of get like because they describe it as like she like you know obviously starts to remove the skin, and she's like using her blood as lubricant. Yes, they show that. They show it in the movie. It's kind of. Is it graphic? Yeah, Yeah, it makes it a horror. Yeah, that part I would say. <laughs> is it like like have you ever seen Hostel or Saw? Yes. It's like that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they don't shy oh. away from they don't cut away at all. They you you see her hand and then you see her face and then and it's her strong self that suggests it, suggests cutting the glass and all that because in her strong self says it's gonna hurt like shit. Mm. But you gotta do it. You wanna get out of here, this is what you gotta do. So and they show it. They drag that scene out too, and they show her like it's. Then it looks like oh, gross, like, it's like a glove, no. like it, like it's cut. Yeah. So in the in the book, remember how she did that? How she got free, right? Remember after her dad did what she what he did to her on a swing, they were at dinner and she broke the glass. Ah, remember that part? Yeah, yeah. Like instead of telling everybody, she was angry after she was molested. Right. So they were at dinner and she just popped the glass in her hand. In her hand and broke her, broke the cut, cut her hand. Her hand open. Yeah. So that went full service back to when she was trapped. Yeah. Her strong self said, Remember what you did at the dinner table? Yeah. Break the glass, make yourself bleed, and pull your hand out. It's like so foreshadowing. In the, book, in the book, it's it's not like that, but she does remember looking through the like glasses or something for the eclipse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's when she's like, oh, I could just break this glass or something like that. Right. Yeah. 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 They, they don't 
piece it together as much as you guys said that they did in the movie, but they kind of insinuate a little bit that okay. her memory of like she basically got strength up from memory, the memory of what happened to her that night. You know what I mean? But they didn't kind of like put it all together like like in the movie. Ah, okay. Do you guys have any other like discussion type questions? I think I went through my list of our discussions. Okay. Kyle, you got anything? No. Okay. So this is where we normally ask some general questions, but I'm going to tweak it a little bit because this is Stephen King. So I feel like we got, we can't just be like, would you read another thing by this author? Cause obviously <laughs> like, yes. Stephen King. Yeah. Yes. I've never met anybody that's like, man, that guy's the worst. Like I've never met someone that's like, <laughs> I cannot, I can't. If I had, I'd be like, what? I would love to have that, like, talk to that person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even if you don't like his books, because it, I think that his books are way more graphic, but like, I mean, the man can weave a tale. Mm-hmm. Like, his movies are good. Yes. I love I The mean, Green Mile. People one of love, my he, he writes books for like 900 pages, and people will be like, I'm reading every word. <laughs> yeah. Book. Yeah. So have you ever read or watched any other Stephen King books and films? And then where does this one rank for you among the ones that you've read or watched? So let's start with Carl. He oh, pure about. honesty. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't recall no Stephen King books or uh-huh. that I watched. <laughs> So sorry, I'm, I'm gonna go next. I'm gonna jar his memory. I'm sure. he, he probably has oh, yeah, watched them. I'm, sure. I'm, I'm gonna jar his memory real quick, and I'm sure he's gonna, he's gonna say, Oh, yeah, I did watch that. Okay, Cujo, kind of. Oh, Harry. I don't, I didn't know that was Stephen King. Harry. There's yeah. a lot that I didn't know were Stephen car. King. Yeah, I remember the car, The Shining. Never watched it. You never watched The Shining? No. We're watching that tonight. <laughs> like here's Johnny. No. You never watched The Shining. Wow. All work and no play makes John no, I mean, a dull I got boy. a different taste, yeah. maybe. Who Misery. Knows? Misery. Yeah. That. Oh, oh yeah, Misery's good. The Misery Green Mile. Eight. The yeah. The Green. Mile. I didn't know that was a no. Stephen King. Yeah, yeah. I, that's I one of my favorites. It. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's got Michael Clark Duncan in it. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. I, I, I don't recall watching it. Oh, interesting. Wow. Oh, that's that one you should definitely watch. Yeah. The Green Mile is up there for me. Um, I never read the book, but I did read The Shining. Shining's like number one for me. Misery is like maybe number two. And the book. The book is so much better than the movie. Misery? Yes. Because it got really in-depth just like the book here the it just got really really in depth on how crazy that lady was oh. like how infatuated she was i mean she was crazy in the movie yeah, yeah she but was, it was yeah. even more like she was even more over the top in the book so that was that's one where the book is way better than the movie but i should the read that good. yeah misery is um, one of my mom's favorite movies so i should watch i should i should read it yeah mm. and, i didn't know the book was that much crazier yeah and Firestarter. I don't know if you guys. Ever oh yeah, oh, I remember Firestarter. Yeah, Firestarter. See, but this is so long ago. I don't. I that was yeah. It, but I don't remember. I remember I watched it, but I don't remember the details of right. it. I just know the little girl's nose started bleeding and stuff. Right. Fire. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, <laughs> I was. My mom was big on Stephen King. Like she had all the Stephen King books. And if no one knows my childhood trauma that I like to always bring up in every podcast episode, um. 
so those Stephen King's was one of the ones I had to read and write book reports about. So oh, okay. that's why I'm like Stephen King was definitely deep in my like that was those were the books that I was reading at the time. I was wondering when your mom would make an appearance on this episode. You, she hasn't you, know, you know I have to always, you know I have to always bring up my childhood trauma. We should have her on the show. <laughs> we got her physically here. It's the Ayana, you could actually talk about her to no, her. She, she won't tell no stories then. Yeah, but they, this is not a therapy podcast. So. <laughs> I'll just moderate between you and your mom. Nothing. <laughs> I'll ask your mom if she thinks I could break free of the everything bed. in her house. <laughs> She'll keep you. asking people until they say, oh, yeah, you could do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am, am going to keep asking people until somebody's like, yeah, you can do that. We'll have to get Stephen King on here. He's like, it was physically impossible. Like I said, the grade of hand. What I told her, what I did, I told her, I said, I'll find you an antique bedpost, right? We'll we'll put this bed together. We will find those handcuffs in like a one of the military army uh, shops, and we will handcuff you to the bed, and you try it. Yeah, see well, it works. Doing, but doing. what we'll also do is just leave because we want you <laughs> to use. You know, we want to make it realistic where she has to use all her strength. So if yeah. you I want don't that. Do it, no, I want that. I want to glove yourself. And you're by yourself, no yeah. help. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. But yeah. you guys have to let me take like a double scoop of pre-workout before, no, before no, no, I go. because she didn't have that. Jesse have, didn't have a have double scoop of pre-workout. She was in a oh, very, dry scoop it. You have to thin, you have to put on like the Victoria's Secret, like yeah. here, very thin, you know, yep. lingerie. You have to be just like her. We barefoot. want the material to be authentic. I would do it barefoot. I'm down for barefoot because I think be that you get and, more traction. And, and naked. That you have to, it has to be the same thing. Yeah, I'm okay with that because I'm not going to draw power from the articles of clothing that I have on. I would actually <laughs> prefer to do it with less on. Yeah, that's it. No, no um, pre-workout, none of that stuff. You just but gotta... I think the pre-workout is what could get me to do it in like five seconds instead yeah. of like five minutes. But that's not realistic. She didn't have pre-workout. She didn't we don't like know. bump a line of Coke beforehand. They would have said it. <laughs> She did a line of coke off of Gerald's dick, kicked him in the nuts. <laughs> right, right before. <laughs> right before. I don't think coke gives you that much strength. I speaking as somebody that doesn't do coke, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that like Clara, clarify that. Yeah, right. Clearly, well, clearly, because there's probably somebody out there that's like, no, nah, if you did coke, you could bust out of there real quick. I'm just thinking, doesn't that make you just like jittery? I've never done I've never done coke. coke. <laughs> I don't know. We always have these conversations and like clearly none of us do drugs. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well not cocaine let's 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 not say drugs in general let's not well, get crazy. Well, yeah i'll take an advil every now and again <laughs> you, you just said you were microdosing over there <laughs> <laughs> you microdosing so that you can write these creative scripts over here <laughs> now did your opinion of the movie change as it went on for Crystal and I, did your opinion of the book change? We'll start with you guys. Like, did the your opinion of the movie change? Like, was it good and then bad, or bad then good, or consistent? Uh, for me, um, I think it got. I kind of went in with low expectations because I read this synopsis and I'm like, eh, I don't know how this is gonna. So she's just gonna be in the bed the whole time and she's talking to people. I don't know. But it actually it held my attention more than I thought it would. Um, 
and they do a good job of keeping you in suspense as to what's real, what's not, because the way they do that with Gerald, when you first see Gerald, then you start to think like, wait, he's not dead? Like the way he appears, because he appears like he gets up and she thinks he's alive still. And then you think like, oh, wait, he didn't die. Like, oh, no, he's dead. So they do a lot of that. So it kept keeps you engaged. So I think it, it actually exceeded my expectations. Well, Kyle is very moved to um, emotion over here. I know the people at home can't see him, but he's crying. So <laughs> let, let's let Kyle talk about his perception. My eye is watering. Eyes watering. Either watering. I never want to say they're crying, but tell us why you're crying about the movie, Kyle. That's because Ian just, just gave such cry. a beautiful review of the movie. <laughs> yeah, he's I couldn't say it any better. Mm. <laughs> he's speaking for both of us right now. He's doing so I believe the movie was good. I mean, like he said, it was just one setting in the room, you know, speaking to Gerald and herself. Herself was, you see how she was being a cleaner version of, you know, like when they showed her in the bed, she was kind of gritty and grimy. And then her other self was made up in her strength. So, you know, all in all, I like the movie. I was engaged. It took me two days to watch, though, mm. at work. I mean, I watched it over lunch break. Oh, okay. So. Well, for me, the book, um, I was kind of the same way with as far as with Ken. Like, I thought, okay, is she just going to be here? You know what I mean? Because Gerald died very quickly. You yeah. Know I mean? Very quickly. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so what? what is this? We're we just going to hear her inner monologue, like, throughout this all these 300 pages of a book so I was like "Uh." but um once I got past all of the references to sperm (laughs) and you know the graphic details of molestation you kind of like Crystal said you kind of get to okay she's now dealing with her inner trauma you know what I mean like she's dealing with her inner self and kind of trying to like we're seeing how her mind is working while she's basically in this trauma situation again you know what I mean so it it was engaging I don't know if it was I won't say it was like the best book I've ever read you know what I mean it definitely wasn't horror for me psychological thriller or suspense definitely but it was okay I just want to know why it was called Gerald's Game and not Mouse's Game. Well, oh. in the book, they right? explain that this is where about her. It, gets, it gets lost, I think, because like the first paragraph of the book pretty much is her being like, we're going to the lake house to play Gerald's Game. And yeah. Gerald's Game was to tie her up yes. and... So oh, in the book, see. they were that was their thing. That that kind of like was his thing, how he got off. So I think in the movie it doesn't it doesn't yeah. you know, translate yeah. that same way. Yeah, because again in the movie, this was their first time doing anything like that. So yeah, yeah it does. So, yeah, I guess that, that gets lost because yeah. it sounds like mouse was like the heavier mm-hmm. thing that she's like dealing with. Right. So yeah, I guess you do kind of lose that because they made the decision to make this their first time, their first rodeo, as it as it were. <laughs> my book, my opinion of it, like I was worried too 
when I first read like a synopsis, because I was like, so I'm sure the guy's going to die. And then she's just going to be like laying there chained to a bed because she doesn't have my physical strength and is unable (laughs) to bust out of that headboard or stand up, flip to the other side, kick out the headboard. She doesn't have that power and drive that I have. So I thought I was going to be bored, but I liked it because you didn't know at any given point what was real and what was a dream. And we all know I always want it to just be a dream. Yes. But this was kind of disappointing then because it turned out that the Moonlight Man or Space Cowboy, it wasn't a dream. Yeah. So I thought that he was going to be a dream and that she was like messing herself up, like thinking that this guy's watching or whatever. But then it turns out that it was real. So I didn't get my dream ending where it's just a dream. Right. So scale of one to five, one being the worst, five being the best. What is your rating? Kyle. Two and a half. Wow. Why? I mean, because it it kept me engaged. The movie did. And then Moonlight Guy was actually real. And he spared her life. He killed everybody else whose houses he raided. Yeah, that was interesting. Right. Like he just he dismembered everybody else's all the other victims. Did he for some reason? He mm-hmm. kept her alive, and Gerald kept saying, he's going to take your ring. He took her wedding ring. Like, once she got out, the police never found her wedding ring, but they found it in Moonlight Guy's house. So Kyle's like me. He's like, listen, if you're coming to kill, kill. Don't don't spare my life. Why am I watching this if you're not gonna do what you came to do? <laughs> Let it be known that Ayana always says like her and Kyle are very different, but now here we go. This is the foundation of their marriage. If you're Murder. gonna kill, kill. I mean, that guy was a murderer. He did not kill her. If so you're gonna chop up everybody else, you're gonna chop me up too. Poor right? work ethic. Poor work <laughs> ethic. Like consistency. Just, just be consistent. Yes. I do wonder because they do mention. I don't know if they mention this in the book. Um, they say it in the movie that the people that he does mutilate and then eat and all that, he typically only did it to the men. So mm-hmm. I think that's why they alluded oh. to why he kept her alive. Mm. Um, because he had already mutilated Gerald, but he did it when she had, because after she frees herself, she passes out from the blood loss. But then she, when she wakes up, his face is disfigured. She assumed it was the dog, but we found out it was Moonlight Man, Space Cowboy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just attributed to maybe that's why he let, because she did give him the ring. Like, all right, I was gonna kill you, but you gave me the ring, and I don't, <laughs> I don't even mess with ladies anyway. I already right. got my oh, fill from your husband. That's not my you thing. Get a pass. Okay, you get a pass. Right. That makes it, that makes sense. Then he is <laughs> Wait, but they that's say in the I... book that he's a, a necrophile. Isn't that where you have sex with dead bodies? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so he so... mutilated them in the movie, and then like he was only sleeping with dead men. Obviously. I think he was sleeping with alive men, and then killing them. And yeah. And then well, also no, having sex with him. He ran into Gerald. Gerald was already dead. Yeah. So he, so he just. I think he mutilated them after they were dead. But the sex it. part. Yeah. Oh. The way they because they explain it. I don't know what they do in the book. When once you find out that he's real because she starts reading because after she, she notices he's real because she gets it in the newspaper. She sees the article and then she like does research and finds out articles from like when 
stuff first started happening with uh, uh, graves being desecrated and his escalation from like just desecrating graves to stealing things off of bodies to mutilating bodies to having sex with bodies to killing people and dismembering like so they go through the the elevation of him um so yeah I, but i think i think maybe he did both like he would rape them alive or if they were already dead and he didn't care i think he got to that point he's an equal opportunity employer yeah i guess so yeah. <laughs> i think i would give it a three and the only reason i say a three is because it's stephen king ah. if it wasn't stephen king i probably would have given it a four mm. right oh, but you expect more from him i do i do i'm not gonna lie i expect St- stephen king is a hard hitter like his books sometimes i have to put down like because it's like whoa okay you're getting a little wild for the night <laughs> but this one wasn't like that for me. So be only because of Stephen King, I'm gonna give him a three. Um, I would give it honestly, like I think a three and a half. Like it, this is a lower one for me too, because you're right that this is a Stephen King. I do kind of expect like a higher caliber of not even necessarily like a plot twist, but I think that normally like how he handles stuff and like to go back to some of the other stuff that he's done, like you kind of don't see it coming. Mm -hmm. And I didn't see it coming kind of that like the, the space cowboy was like real, but I just didn't like that he was real. And maybe that's just my, my hang up on wanting it to be a dream and one big hallucination. Yeah. No, that, I mean, I feel like it wasn't enough, like shock and awe for me. It wasn't like, oh yeah. or like, oh goodness, I can't believe that happened. Like maybe for the movie, the movie might've been better for this, but not reading it. Uh, I'd say I'd give it a uh, two and a half, three. Um, Cause again, it, it kept me engaged and everything, but the ending just, I didn't like the <laughs> What she did in the courtroom. It was like totally yeah, that was unreal. weird. It was totally unrealistic <laughs> and weird. Um, and her just walking on. I get why they did it because there's a scene in the movie where she speaks to Mouse. Um, also, I noticed that I, when she seems to have her quote unquote out of body experiences, this eclipse is going on, so it's red everywhere, and she always visits Mouse back at the lake house at their lake house as a kid and she's sitting next to her and she makes it she says this speech about oh because she gives her the letter because she writes the letter to mouse and she says something about i'm going to confront him it's time for us to step in the light and we need to get out of the shadows so they did that whole her walking in the middle of the street in the sunlight as a poetic motif i guess but uh, realistically it's just stupid (laughs) Like her walking in the middle, like who does it? Who's I'm just going to exit this courtroom and walk in the middle of the busy street that there's no cars coming down at all. Yeah. I do it so- all the time. Every time I get pulled for jury duty, that's how I make my exit. <laughs> so what's wrong with you, Ken? Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, like your experiences in a courtroom, but that's been mine every time. Yeah, so I can't relate to that. So it kind of unraveled for me, but during the movie it kept me engaged that's why i say you know three do you think that we should watch the movie after uh reading the book like do you think crystal and i should watch the movie i i would say yes because i think 
it would give you, especially Crystal, it would give you could see how she was on that bed. Um, to see <laughs> to see that I could do the it set up to see that she's see. delusional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it'd be good, and especially for you guys to see how they. I mean, me and Kyle described it, but to see how the different people she hallucinates, how that interaction goes. I'm probably sure with reading the book, you imagine her interaction with these hallucinations way different mm-hmm. than they may do it in the movie. So I yeah. think that'd be cool for y'all to see. Well, I'll never watch it, but yeah. <laughs> thanks for that suggestion. You know. <laughs> I might. I've been kind of thinking about it, but the only reason why I'm apprehensive is um, the degloving. I really don't. Oh, yeah, like, that's- I used to love like Hostel, Saw, Quentin Tarantino movies, like yeah. All of that, like very graphic sort of stuff, like Eli Roth, any of his shit. I used to really like it. And then I don't know what happened. I just maybe I just can't do it anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I got got old. old. Right. You got old. Yeah, I hit 30 and instantly I'm like, that is not cool. That is not cool to be chopping people up. (laughs) <laughs> peeling skin off burning eyes i don't want to see any of that anymore ever at, again well at 40 if they're not killing i don't want to watch it <laughs> no i like killing i do no, i mean i mean like murder. from the gate don't don't everyone like, build up just yeah kill, kill them from the gate everyone you don't dies. need any foreplay you don't need to be no, warmed up anymore no, let's go, go right, right down it. to business yeah. no i appreciate that but i just don't need the like five minutes because you said it was long too and the camera does not pan away right it only to show her face her reaction as she's doing it so her face yeah. her hand her face her hand so that's too yeah. intense i think for a, me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah i i don't know i don't i don't know if i could get through that so it's a yeah that, that part's pretty intense so yeah <laughs> well this was good i like the movie book crossover action um thank you you kyle and ken for coming on you both are welcome anytime i'm sure kyle is thrilled to come back can't wait his favorite thing to do on a <laughs> uh, but next month we're reading dope sick which is um another like boo- movie well it's like a series it's a series right book. yeah mm-hmm. watch type podcast Kyle, Kyle. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> spilling beans. <laughs> spilling, spilling beans. No, he didn't spoil anything that we didn't already know because we talked about dopes yeah. like a couple episodes ago. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I'm just messing with him. So he—that's why he said that because he was given a callback to previous episodes that he listened to. Yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. Um. So, but but we will have a guest on in april for that episode so make sure you guys listen ah. yeah so my nephew turns four today Woo-hoo. so i have to give him a quick birthday shout out happy obviously birthday, Sam. he happy read the book happy birthday <laughs> yep my little buddy he read the book he's not a movie okay. guy okay he's a, he's a big reader so he's a big reader. no i'm just kidding he listened to the audiobook <laughs> so clearly he supports the show and you should too so remember to like follow and subscribe we are available on most streaming services and follow us on instagram at acbc podcast like ayana said next month we are reading dope six so grab your copy meet us back here in two weeks bye